1625. This is the business of sports. Business of sports. From the Economic Times. We associate different sports with trademark sounds. Whether Vuvuzela to football, or the bugle to the IPL. These aren't just sounds, they're emotions. One sound that evokes so many different emotions and has defined the sport for generations in our country. Kabaddi, 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 Kabaddi. Kabaddi. Our very own backyard sport that has been a revelation to everyone who has witnessed the rise of the Pro Kabaddi League. Who would have thought Kabaddi would turn into one of the most watched sports in India when they tried it that one time in their school? but decided to go play cricket, football or basketball instead. With over 400 million viewers in its inaugural season, it's almost a miracle how Pro Kabaddi League has turned this one-time afterthought of a sport into a hair-raising spectacle that is enjoyed by fans in a stadium and just the same on television. The Pro Kabaddi League, now in its ninth season, is the second most lucrative and watched live sports property in India, behind only the utterly successful IPL. PKL is the envy of most other sports leagues in India. The league is nearing a decade since its inaugural season and has faced many challenges along the way. And to help us break down their journey, today we speak to Anupam Goswami, Head Sports Leagues, Mashal Sports and League Commissioner Vivo PKL. The man who is the driving force behind the Pro Kabaddi League. Welcome to the show, Mr. Anupam Goswami. Pleasure to have you here. Karan, thank you for having us. And I really look forward to it. The first time I've done a podcast. We are very excited to have you today. Uh, you've taken a sport that was very rugged, played in rural India and brought it to television, packaged it, in a way that's extremely entertaining. So now I want to get into the origins of how this all happened, what that process looked like to converting the sport from its rawest form into a very, very entertaining, technical, athletic and agile sport that we now see it in its ninth season. So there would be tracks in the timeline. One was the 2006 Asian Games at Doha and Charu Sharma was at the games as a commentator and he was doing commentary for the Kabaddi event at the games. The Kabaddi tournament overall was the most jam-packed event among all competition at the Doha Asian Games. So Charu's imagination had been set off and a couple of years later, he had started looking at the idea of a league. So Charu his uh, sense of vision and imagination was all about a Kabaddi. He was at it from 2009-2010. He had a sanctions agreement with the Federation and they were going to all broadcasters whom they thought would be having an Indian sensibility to, to take up an Indian sport. That allows us to go to the second track in the timeline. They didn't approach ESPN Strasbourg because they thought it, it wouldn't have the Indian sensibility oh, wow. and they would not it would not take to an Indian sport. Little did you all know at that time. <laughs> you know? So he kept on being politely shown the door by all the people he was going to. And it so happened that 
ESPN Star Sports, there was a demergence and Star was very eager as part of reconstructing its sports portfolio. It was very eager to have an, what would be called an Indian sport, which was Kabaddi and the pro, and therefore Pro Kabaddi, the big league, right. which was born in 2014. Almost kind of stumbled into Star's hands there. It literally did. I think it stumbled in the air. I think it was out of a conversation with Charu and one leader of Star in a flight from Delhi to Mumbai. Seems to be golf courses and flights are where all the businesses is happening these days. Mm. So I played Kabaddi you know, while in school. I used to live in Delhi and you know we've, I've, I've been exposed to the sport. It's a lot of fun, very athletic. Uh, but the rules were kind of primitive. There was a touch and you leave but that's changed dramatically on what we see on television with the PKL. Could you could you tell us a bit about that, the process of how you all decided to make a few changes and, and how that all happened? You know? Of course, we saw Kabaddi as, uh, as having deep roots in this country, especially in significant media geographies and media consumption areas. But we were also very clear that we were going to rediscover Kabaddi as a world-class sport from India. So as part of that, we had to be sure that the quality of competition in Kabaddi would really be very different from what it had been hitherto. And the way the sports fan engaged and experienced Kabaddi was going to be radically transformed. So from the very first edition of Pro Kabaddi in 2014, we were going to take the onus of bringing this sport in a explosive new discovery so attributing star for the packaging of the of the sport on, on it went beyond packaging of course a lot went into it we were looking at big sport around the world big indoor sport in particular right and a range of sports i think we looked at we'll try to understand what could be learned from the darts we looked at nba in very great detail Right. So we had to set up a very high quality, best in this class, definitely as far as India is concerned, experience and engagement for the consumer on the ground, which is the spectator. So one of the biggest projects we took up then was how could we take the the one given was the state of the indoor stadium, how we could work with it. But even the entire show flow was being conceived with a view provide unending high-quality engagement for the spectator. Would it be fair to say that you took inspiration from an NBA on those kind of elements of how to put on a show in terms of on the floor, you know, with with all their mascots? We, and... took, we took inspiration from what's uh, Star's uh, strong uh, <laughs> capacity in right. creating great engagement for consumers. We definitely looked at NBA and we, with a view not to borrow, but to borrow only with adaption. If you look at per unit area of a NBA court yeah. and per unit area of a Kabaddi court, we have got Pro Kabaddi is far more lens rich than NBA is. In fact, I think Pro Kabaddi has got the highest coverage right. by high quality lenses for any indoor sport in the world. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're learning even more from sports to understand what, how do you process the feed which each lens is, is bringing yeah. to you and how you use it to generate high quality content. And then, of course, there is other content. For example, uh, the, there was no television commentary for Kabaddi before Correct. Pro Kabaddi. 
So that had to be invented. Almost. That had to be created and in a very focused manner. And in all sports, when they become mature for fans, spectators, and viewers, there's a very strong idea of narrative. And I think we had to go and do the same for Kabaddi. Right. The first season was a massive success from everything that is out there. And it was pleasantly surprising because it was very entertaining. Like you said, a lot of action on every square inch of the screen. And the numbers also were significant. You had close to 435 million views in the first season. Was that when you actually saw the scale of PKL as a product? Actually, we, we saw into the scale of PKL when we decided to do PKL. The numbers which were reported, which came actually out of the first match itself, we were uh, surprised by some numbers, but we did not doubt the effort we had put in to achieve that. And uh, 2014 is also the year of the FIFA World Cup. The opening night of Pro Kabaddi has uh, rated higher than the opening night of the FIFA World Cup in India. The TV numbers were phenomenal. Uh, but were there any bumps on the way? And I'm I'm talking about maybe from the from season one till about season six, because as we know, the pandemic came and that brought challenges to every sports business, every business and brought challenges in life to everyone. So we, I want to discuss that separately, but at least for the first six, seven seasons rather, where did you see challenges out there? Because it's, you know, one thing is to achieve high levels of success, but then to sustain it and to, to grow it and to scale it, you know, is probably where your minds were at, right? Yes, the numbers do give you confidence. But the business of sports leagues and the business of sport is still in its nascence and two issues that we try to address. One, the sports league is a drop-down concept in, in, in sports game. And uh, what it means is that it really doesn't draw upon a sustained supply of the sport, which has got sustained consumer engagement in the sports calendar. One specific thing we solved for was the supply. Right. Again, demonstrate proof our commitment by doing seasons. The third season we did very quickly. I think we did it in six or seven months, within six or seven months of season two. In the same calendar year almost. Or... Almost in the same calendar. And that was only to solve for the supply. Thereafter, we went again with the success of season uh, three and four. We went to having a stabilized supply by the expansion of the league. In 2016, the season was in 2017. And this is the new franchises. The four new franchises. Hell, I mean, it was a, it was Kabaddi. Yeah. It was a grassroots sport, but we were the first league to expand, and uh, and with with that we arrived at a much longer season, and which is about which is about 132 matches. It is and plus the playoffs. So all this for a sport which is which is seen, was still being seen as a homegrown sport. These were very substantive uh, achievements. Three things which, which any sports league has to necessarily offer to the sports fans and then to other uh, players in the sports uh, ecosystem. Right. One is the quality of competition. You have to be, gen you have to be able to, to powerfully demonstrate that the league is the apex quality of competition in that sport. But you also have to increase the supply of players and talent. You can dilute your your game quality. Right? Yep. I so see. we increased, we did a very focused new young player program, unique for almost any sport in the country. We were able to facilitate expansion and by ensuring the quality of the new teams 
or the quality of the redistributed talent did not make the quality of the league go down. The last feature is that you have to be able to show again and again that your consumer, your sports fan, your kabaddi fan is right in the center of your vision. And that uh, because all, that is where all growth for any initiative or any any business sport, that is at the heart of it. So I think we were able to show that. Just going back to fr- the franchisees, so started with eight, moved on to 12 by 2016. What is their uh, revenue models and, and what are the pathways you're creating for them as you, the league grows? So the broadly four lines of revenue for sports franchises in developed sports markets. Um, there are the share of the media value. It would be match day sales. It would be their own sponsorships and some merchandising. Media value would also always be the most important one. But typically in an American sports league, the media value will be about 50 to 60% of overall yeah. revenue of the franchise. In India, for that model to work in uh, developed sports markets, the crucible of where revenue comes in or the bowl is actually the home stadium. So the stadium brings it together. In India, given stadia are a challenge and indoor stadia are an even bigger challenge. So media the media rights would be would be typically it would be 90 to 95% has to be a media rights uh, value and you have what 5 to 10% right. in terms of uh, your own sponsorships yeah. your jersey sponsorship and uh, some merchandising and merchandising is also a minuscule business i mean it's a new league it's these are new franchises you're you're still just creating i think any league in india must start thinking imagining our leagues 25 years out and then only you will be able to come come up with distributed and hedged lines of revenue Absolutely. and but media will continue to be very very important in india a little quote that i saw this is from the telugu titans owner so they said the teams invest around 14 to 15 crores per season but only get close to 6.5 crores in return which is a fairly large loss so franchises are investing a lot of money. If you look at the ISL, the ISL and the IPL, again, two very, very different models. Franchise owners in the ISL are bleeding money. You know, or it's it's tough. Breaking even is a very tough ask out there. I know you're thinking 25 years down the line. So you're looking to build all of that essentially. And it takes time without a question of doubt. But how would you alleviate these fears or these, these revenue sort of gaps that exist currently? I think it needs a lot of hard work. Let's... You know, current. let's understand. You are in a startup, you're going to try to make it work, right? Now, if you look at sports leagues around the world, even the biggest sports leagues, uh, not everybody makes money, even within a, any any single league that you will like to name, right? Yeah. And um, the wherever there is club-driven sport, clubs have a lot of struggle before they start finding gestation or they find success. There is no reason why our experience is going to be different. I mean, it's a very important part of the PKL ecosystem. They have a point of view. Surely I will not comment on that. If we look at media statements by PKL franchises in recent months, you will find there are people who was using the phrase that Kabaddi is beginning to make sense to them. Right. Absolutely. So it's 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 just a very natural part of being in the sports business as a franchise. I suppose the world has seen a lot of things happen over the past 
two to three years with a pandemic. There have been worries. Uh, PKL was had to pause things for all nearly two years. So when when you got out of the pandemic, did you again see success pretty fast? If you allow me to just uh, reiterate the point, we are in a nascency. Yeah. So not only for financial investment, but in terms of commitment on in a sheer commitment to what we are trying to build. We'll have to we'll have to continue to be so for a long time. Yeah. And uh, one of the big proofs of commitment was our will our determination. Again, with along with all the stakeholders, including our franchises, we missed out a season in twenty. We were not going to miss out miss out a season in twenty. So peak season eight, we we did in a bio bubble, and uh, we had about nine hundred and ninety odd people inside the bio bubble. And it's again the world of contact sport doesn't have any example which can compare. It was very important to prove that the league could keep going. Something that came out massively when you did season eight was uh, the high ROI for sponsors. It was said that Vivo Pro Kabaddi delivered a return of investment of one is to seventeen to its associate sponsors, clearly indicating that Vivo Pro Kabaddi outperformed the industry benchmark ROI factor by more than two times. So, I'm sure that the statement you're quoting would be from a very reliable and acknowledged industry authority. And I'm sure that if you speak to the media partners of Vivo Pro Kabaddi League, they will corroborate this this kind of achievement. In India, for a long, long time, unless I mean all emerging sports outside cricket, for us, the ability to do season the the annual season is itself a, is a strong proof of success. There's some kind of inflection point around season four or five, and today outside cricket you have two leagues celebrating uh, their uh, season 9 yeah i think beyond us the league which will celebrate its season 9 has at least 9 years to go we acknowledge and applaud all attempts to do modern sports leagues in india but we also take pride that we are the role model for every indoor sports league in india it doesn't make you tempted to maybe get your hands into into another sport as well considering you've you've cracked some kind of model here so we would concentrate on making PKL to be sustained. That itself is a very big achievement for the sport. But these are very early days for modern sports science and modern sports training and team building practices to come into full play in the PKL system. Although we, uh, technology for better competition as well as for better engagement for spectators and viewers I think that is there is a world of waiting to be discovered out there. I think the coming decade is going to see explosion of women's sport. It's one area where we we have been looking at it. I mean, as and when we look at a women's league for pro kabaddi, yeah. it would be at the same explosive, awe-inspiring level as the men's equal has been. You'd also have to look at creating the talent pool first, right? It'll be true for all women's sport. I yeah. mean, I think unearthing the the, the Pipeline of talent which adequates, which which ensures uh, uh, athlete avail- availability yeah. in adequate numbers. That's going to be a challenge for all sport, but we definitely for kabaddi also will have to work we'll at solve that. that problem. Basically, I want to shift focus just a bit to franchise ownerships and the room for foreign ownership. What is your view, or how does it figure in your game plan? See, the thing is that. 
I think there's a lot of headroom in within India, of course, uh, and there will all there will be opportunity for overseas investment. I think so. I mean, if if you see equity uh, investment coming into sport, then it's reasonable to say that sooner or later you will have uh, equity has all. So overseas equity has already come into absolutely the biggest. Uh, league in India. You've got Rajasthan Royals with Redbird that's that's and, entered. So Royal Sports Group and, rather. And uh, the Gujarat franchise for IPL. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think it'll 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 make its way. Right. The first was for first moves in new ownership coming into into franchises the franchise level. We already have the case in Pro Kabaddi. Yeah. And you'll 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 of course you'll be can find it out. It'll happen. Right. Now, and it's reasonable to assume that they will bring in the best services to improve the quality of their asset class. Exactly. And data will be very important there. So, so it's fair to say it's a good approach. I think it's it's, it's bound to happen. Right. But it'll it'll come first to a league which has the best competition quality of, of competition, course. the best form of consumer engagement, and it has got it has got strong governance to make it sustainable. And pro kabaddi is. That's that pyramid of yours. It's, it, it is the that exemplar from India. I just want to discuss the relationship with Star and Media Rights because you're such a successful league. Are you ever tempted to be in an open auction? I know Star has uh, played its role and been a phenomenal partner for you. But are you are you ever tempted to considering their 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 stakeholders? Wouldn't it serve them as well? Where you go out for an open auction, and actually maximize media value. We went out for an open auction. There are two things I would request you to consider. The the media value which Pro Kabaddi League has, I would like you to give me similar examples from around the world. And I'm talking the world as You look at cricket, look at the at leagues beyond IPL. What's the value of the Big Bash? Three top leagues in cricket after IPL. The media value of PKL is ahead of all of them. Right. So you do think it's a it's a fair valuation right now, and you're, you you maximize a, the value. It's a public facing value discovery. You can say things about you, you can have a view, but is it not correct that any league in India for emerging sports yeah. or for, for leagues outside cricket, they will have to follow equal? We've had a, like a very established sports not even make it beyond a season or two, and you know, with, if you look at tennis, you name, you, you name sport after yeah, sport. I, I mean, I, I, massive kudos, but I'm just saying sometimes aren't you tempted to kind of think, you know, what we have done this for ten we years? We have a very strong media media partner. Coming to the last bit, just to wrap this up, uh, what is the future? Where, where's PKL going? Look, our view comes out of our the nature of our commitment. We definitely want to work with AKFI to the National Federation in India to work to improve the quality of their their uh, tournaments and competition. Right. We definitely want to Im- imbue the overall sport of kabaddi in this country and in others with the sophistication and uh, with with the play of sports sciences, sports yeah. data. And fan engagement. We'll work with all stakeholders, federations in India, federations around in other countries. We definitely want the overall sport of kabaddi to grow. So there should be a lot of Team India level kabaddi. Yeah. 
whether it is bilateral trilateral uh, trilateral competition or it's it's multination uh, events like the kabaddi world cup or the dubai kabaddi masters we definitely uh, see uh, if uh, if we are able to plan for total re- uh, reinvention and strengthening of women's kabaddi we see it definitely see it as one of the most the potential to be the most glamorous contact sport in the world and uh, those are areas in we'll like to work with i think we will be embrace the world of kabaddi wherever it is particularly in this country and we'll work with it for its growth continuing growth as a world class sport from india thank you so much for your time it's been a it's been a fascinating conversation a lot of things here uh, to unpack for our listeners so thank you very much thank you karan it's been great talking to you So that's a wrap for this episode. We hope you enjoyed listening. Please do like, share and subscribe. The Business of Sports is now streaming on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, JioSavan, Google Podcasts, The Economic Times website and ET's very own audio platform, ET Play. Also shout out to Uday Jhala, the constant voice in my head and thanks to our sound engineer Sumakmi Biswas for putting together this episode. We'd also like to thank our producer Vinay Joshi and the entire team at the Economic Times. Thanks for listening. We will be back with a brand new episode at the same time every Wednesday. All clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits mentioned in the description. So 1625 This is the business of sports business of sports from the economic times